I have over a dozen business ventures and I want to tell you about all of them, but not yet because I couldn't branch out and have all these irons in the fire until I mastered one thing first. For me, that was making music. For you, it could be anything. But you can't be successful at many things until you've figured out how to be successful at one thing. If you don't want to be a jack of all trades and master of none, you have to have a narrow focus when you're starting out. Empires are built on one brick at a time. Now, what are your thoughts on what you just read? That's some real stuff there, man. That's some real stuff there. Um, because what I have noticed of, yeah, it's good to be a jack of all trades, um, and it's very beneficial to be a, a jack of all trades, but um, it's also good to master one thing because um, just like with my situation, with me doing music, if I'm not learning everything I need to learn about this industry that I'm trying to enter, and if uh, I'm trying to start other business ventures and I haven't mastered this one thing, it's gonna be it's gonna be very hard for me to venture out into other ventures. So I really respect that what he said, and hey, it's a reason why he's the biggest boss. Now, why did you become a recording artist? Um, I was always influenced by art and just music, so. Um, you know, I started off uh, making beats for local artists, you know, nobody too major, just uh, local artists around, you know, my city, my neighborhood. And, um, and you know, it was just always in me, you know, whatever's in you, it has to come out. So, um, and eventually, you know, I started making beats and I started rapping. So it was a natural thing, man. Now, what neighborhood or city is this that you're referencing here? Uh, yes, uh, Clayton County, man. I grew up, uh, originally I was born in Macon, Georgia. But I was raised in uh, Clayton County, you know, the south side of the metro area of Atlanta, man. And, you know, that's all I know, man. That's all I know is the, the ATL, you know, going to the games, you know, uh, not being too far from the airport. You know, that's all I know. So, you know, most definitely that's where I grew up at on the south side, you know, throughout uh, Clayton County, East Point, College Park, you know, just that whole south side area, man. And what age did that start? Uh, that started uh, seven. So since I was seven, yeah, since I was seven, that's all I know, man. Do you know the reason for the move? Uh, yes, my mother moved up here. Uh, my mother moved up here. Um, uh, she was uh, going through a marriage, and um, that's what brought us up here. So, you know, the Clayton County was the first stop. So, you know, whenever since she came up here, that's where we stayed. So, Now, what genre of music do you consider yourself at this point? Um, yeah, just uh, hip-hop music, man, you know, rap music. Of course, you know, um, I'm mostly, what my music cater, cater towards is um, people who have a vision out of life, you know, um, go-getters, you know, people who have a vision, um, entrepreneurs. So, you know, uh, I just motivate people just to get on their hustle, get on their ground, whatever it is. You know, if you, whether you're working nine to five, you're trying to start a business, if you've got goals and dreams in life, man, and even if you don't, you kind of fade it away just to help bring it back. So, you know, I, I consider myself, you know, that motivational music. Now, how did you get into that genre of music, which is rap music. Yes, sir. Um, that's what I grew up on, man. So, you know, um, I say, you know, being a young African-American male, you know, uh, that's just uh, naturally in a lot of us DNA. So, you know, um, 
you know, uh, that's, you know, your friends are listening to it. You know, um, you're constantly listening to it. You're constantly seeing it. It's more so of a culture thing. So it's not, um, I don't consider myself, I got into it. It was just something that was always in me. You know, it's just, just something that's in me. It's part of the culture. And would you say this is the first genre of music you ever encountered in your life? Uh, yes, sir. Now, how did you learn how to rap? What was that learning process like for you personally? Well, yeah, my I wrote my first rap, um, I want to say when I was like uh, 10 years old, man. So, you know, around 10. So it's, it's just, you know, just putting little words together, man. You just rhyming little words. And, you know, I, I think with a lot of rappers, you know, we can start off playing at first. But then, you know, as you uh, as you continuously to do something, you start realizing how better you're getting at it. And um, your peer group, when you're doing it in front of them and when you're seeing their reaction from it, it kind of motivates you to just keep going. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really how I started. Just uh, just piecing little words together, man. Now, for clarification, would you say you were self-taught or did anyone teach you how to rap? Oh, yeah, most definitely self-taught, man. Did you ever take music classes in school of any sort? Uh, yes, man. Believe it or not, man, when I was in middle school, you wouldn't guess what I started off doing, man. I started off playing the violin. I was in orchestra. And, you know, it was a good experience, man. Um, it was a real good experience because, you know, through that, through that experience, I noticed that whatever was in my head, I can just, like, kind of figure out the tunes of it. So... Whenever you're able to do something like that, and then um, from there I went to the piano, and you know, just doing things like that, what happened is you start recognizing you have a gift. Whatever's in your head, you can kind of create it. And uh, it, it was just a natural gift, man, and that's how I started off making beats, man. Whatever I heard, or if a person can make something, you know, like a beat or something with their mouth, I can create it. When it came to the piano, mm -hmm. was that something you were in class for or had a tutor for? Um, it started off, uh, my mother, my mother taught me, man. My mother, um, I say, shoot, I say my mother, ooh, how old was I? I say I was around about, uh, about eight, nine-ish, about 10. Yeah, around that time there, before I entered those teenage years, you know, she, the first thing she taught me how to play was Mary Had a Little Lamb. And once she taught me how to play that, man, and I just kind of started adding my own little thing to it, I'm like, man, this is easy. It just came natural. Now, my mother, she um, she had a tutor for it. And so she would just teach me how to play little tunes. And once I did that, man, it just blossomed. As I got into teenage years, bro, it just blossomed until, you know, just beats. So you had music classes in school. Yes, sir. Your mother taught you how to play the piano. Yes, sir. Did you have any other uh, vocal coaches, private lessons, so on and so forth, in regards to mu music during your upbringing? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. It was just um, it was just a natural thing like that. And of course, you know, um, I have um, you know, I have another family member. I have another cousin who he he he's a producer. Now he's 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 awesome. His his level is way beyond mine. He really brought the software to me. And so when he brought the software to me, you know, I brought the uh, the structure. We just both bloomed, man. And so, you know, but most definitely he took off with it, man.
Care to share his stage name? Oh, yeah, he is Brilliant Mac, man. Shouts out to Brilliant Mac. Cousin on your mother's side or father's uh, side? Yeah, my mother's side. And older in age than you? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's around my age. He's two, one and a half, I think about two years younger than me. So who was doing music first between you two? I guess we started off at the same time. I um, I think with me, you know, musically, I may have started first, but technically, you know, he caught on to it uh, first. So if that makes any sense to you. Did you ever join the band in school? I did not join the band. Honestly, I wish I would have. You know, um, when I was in ninth grade, I played football for a little minute. But, you know, as years went by, man, I, I realized uh, football was good. It was fun, man. You know, but um, I, I should have joined the band, man. Mm -hmm. Now, hypothetically speaking, yes, sir. could you have gotten to where you're at musically at this point mm -hmm. without the music classes where you learn the violin without the help of your mother teaching you the piano? I think so because eventually it would have made its way to me, uh, one way or another. You know, um, it's an old saying that goes like this, uh, destiny, uh, whatever's destiny is meant to be, it's gonna find its way. So, you know, most definitely, man, it would have found its way one way or another. And when it came, excuse me, and when it came to rapping. Yes, sir. Initially, was this something you wanted to do on your own? Or was it a suggestion? Maybe someone put a battery behind your back, so to speak. Oh, no, it was something I wanted to do on my own. You know, nobody really uh, forced me to do anything I really wanted to do. And if they did, I, it just kind of went in one ear out the other. So, yeah, most definitely this was something um, well on my own. Now, rewinding back to that song at 10 years old, would you consider that your very first song? Yes, yes, yes. And what was that song about? Um, it was just, uh, just, uh, just it, you know, it was just talk, just some stunning stuff, man. It was just basically just, uh, it's been so long ago, I can't quite remember. But it, and it's crazy, man. I was on the little piano when I made it. Uh, but basically, it was just saying, um, it was just expressing confidence. And it just expressing the, uh, the hate people can have for you for having confidence. So, you know, I know it was around that uh, that range that I can't tell you exactly the words. It's been so long ago, man, I wrote so many songs. So, hey, man, it's going to be hard, kind of hard to dig that back up. And was that just something that stayed on paper? Or did you actually end up recording that song? I never recorded that, man. It was just something I just repeated over and over again, man. Was there a title to that song, perhaps? Uh, but I did, one, I can't remember, man. I can't remember, but if I have to put a title on it now, it's just uh, hating on me. <laughs> and what was the reaction to that song back then? Well, you know, it was only a couple of people who I let uh, hear it. Of course, my mother. Of course, my mother. Um, and, you know, of course, she always is my number one cheerleader. And, of course, uh, other family members. And, you know, of course, you know, they gave me props. They gave me props. But, you know, um, it, was just, it was just a couple of people. It wasn't a whole lot of people. And when do you feel like you create your best music at this point? At this point, seriously, right now, I'm going to tell you this. When I'm in the car, man, <laughs> when I'm driving, man, and, you know, when I get those uh, instrumentals and I'm riding, you know, it's like, um, it's like ideas just, just, just flow all over the place, man. It's like, man, just being on, on, that, on that road, 
driving. It's like it just start, it, it just comes together. And of course, I write at home. I write in other areas and everything. But, you know, when I'm in that car, man, it's just it's something about that car energy, man. And I'm just speaking for myself. It's just something about that car energy, man. Now, can you pick up the book and show the front cover on camera? Oh, yeah. The front cover. The front cover. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Rick Ross. Yes, sir. When you see this book from Rick Ross, mm -hmm. what does it mean to you? It means a lot, man. Now, um, first, it means motivation, uh, inspiration, hustle, a go-getter, an entrepreneur, a person who is an innovator. A person, whatever's in his head, he can bring it out to the universe. And, you know, uh, I love hip-hop from this standpoint, man. And there's a lot of people in hip-hop that's like this, man. There's a lot of people in hip-hop like this. So, you know, this is a big inspiration, man. And it's crazy, man, but I'm a big reader, and I never uh, read this book. And I'm going to most definitely check this out, man. Now, you do follow Rick Ross on yes, Instagram. Sir. Yes, sir. And for those in the audience getting to know you for the very first time, care to share your screen name or handle on IG? Oh, yes, sir. It's uh, all my social media is Joshua F. Bentley. Joshua F. Bentley. And what's your connection to that follow? Why are you following Rick Ross of all people? Well, you know, like, hey, man, he, he's the biggest boss, you know, so most definitely, man, I just like his style. You know, I always thought he was a, a, a good rapper and uh, his uh, his production selection is just second to none, man. I mean, you know, I always like Rick Ross from Hustling, um, from his uh, his first major breakthrough hit, Hustling. And check this out, man. It's crazy you mentioned it. Um, just yesterday, because I'm working on a, a Hustle song, and, you know, I went back. And I, um, I kind of listened to his song. I'm like, man, you know, of course it sounds nothing alike. But, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, us as uh, upcoming artists, we like to uh, go back, at least for me, I like to go back and just get inspiration from the people who did it before me and even people who did it before them. So, you know, I'm a constant fan of hip hop, always studying uh, what came in front of me, what's right now and what's coming towards, towards, uh, towards the future. Now, have you met Rick Ross or know him personally? I have met Rick Ross before. He probably don't remember it. I was working at the airport. And, you know, of course, he was cool, swagged out, man. Um, and I had asked him, I said, hey, man, I can get a picture. And, you know, he, he, he didn't do it, but I understood why, man. He was cool about it. He was like, man, I'm just trying to, you know, get on the plane, just stay low key and everything. So, you know, most definitely, I met him before. Yes, yes. That was the only time? That was the only time I met him. And what was your official position working at the airport? I was a duty manager, man. I was a duty manager, man. So, you know, I was managing people who uh, who kind of, you know, coordinate, helped out with the disability, helped out with the wheelchair pushers, man. So, you know, most definitely, man, I was do right when I um, started working at the airport. That's what I started off doing, man. So, you know, working at the airport, you know, I met a lot of people, came across a lot of celebrities, uh, met a, you know, it was just very interesting. It was very fun. And, you know, most definitely, those were some good years. I wouldn't change that for nothing, man. And which airport was it specifically? Atlanta Hartsville Jackson Airport. And how long did you end up working at that position for? Uh, I was, it was just like a year. It was just something. It was just more so of a side gig at that time. 
Part-time job? Yes, part-time. And did you end up quitting or getting fired? Nah, um, yeah, I resigned. I resigned because, you know, uh, most definitely some investments had paid off, and I was like, thank you, God, man. I don't have to do this side gig anymore. So, yeah, man, and um, it's just the inspiration to anybody, man. Anybody who's hustling on their mission, don't ever think you um, you less of a person because I know in today's time and this social media time, People think having a nine to five is lame. No, no. having a nine to five is going to teach you structure. It's going to teach you discipline. And most definitely, um, it's a base foundation to get to the next level. You know, a lot of us, I mean, at least me, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had to really work to get to where I am in life. So, you know, most definitely, man, it was a part time job um, of other little things I had going on. So after a year, I say a little after a year, I was able to quit and move on to other things. Did you quit gracefully? Or oh yes, oh yes, and and uh, gracefully, man, and, and respectfully. And it's like when it came to that, man, I'm gonna tell you this: they didn't want me to leave. You know, any job that I worked, they didn't want me to leave. You know, so you know, uh, any job that I worked, you know, I always, uh, most of the time, they always tried to get me into management, and most of the time, I did. But uh. But you know, management is is it's a lot of hard work, and that's what really taught me this uh this entrepreneur stuff. It's like, okay, if I'm gonna manage somebody else's operation, why not manage mine? You feel what I'm saying? So now, photos on the job with celebrities, was that frowned upon at that particular position? Uh no, because pretty much what I was doing, I was more so of I just kind of kept watch of everything, making sure everything was just uh operating properly. If it was a problem, that's when I stepped in. So, you know, it's more of a of a of a people's person job. You really gotta be a people's person, know how to talk to people, um, just have good customer service. And that's something I think as a artist you need to have. And you know, a lot of artists, you know, we can be antisocial sometimes. We can be, you know, kind of disconnected to the world but also connected to the world if that makes any sense to you so but at the time but um at the same time you got to know how to connect with people and i'm recognizing that by just working the streets being on this promo tour it's just the same thing how i was working at the airport just connecting with people talking just seeing who's who making sure everything's going good so yeah man is this there excuse me is there a name to this promo tour you're referencing oh no it's just a pro southeast promos tour now, when it came to celebrities and it came to picture requests from your end, yes, sir. if there was a circle chart of 100%, what was that percentage? When you would request a photo, a celebrity would, in fact, take one with you. Rick I, Ross, he declined in that particular instance. He did. But what was just the general out of 100%? Just curious. It's just about, 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 I want to say 65%. 65%. Because I understand... I understand why sometimes if you if you take a picture with them, 500 more people going to ask to take a picture with them. So for the ones that declined, I understood. And the ones that did decline, they, they did it respectfully. So, you know, it was never no hard feelings, man. Care to share who you ended up taking photos with? Uh, yes. Um, I took a picture with uh, Irv Gotti, uh, Brandy, uh, Elephant Man. Uh, Trinidad James, uh, the old group B, uh, um, what wasn't Miles behavior? I don't know. It was some. It was. It was. It was. A, it was. A, it was a group, and you know, I had to help them. And I was like, "Hey, man, y'all do music." And I took a picture with him. I, Lord, forgive me for um, 
for forgetting their name. Uh, there was another, it's somebody else. Hold on, hold on. Rocco. Uh, um, hold on, it's some more, it's some more. Hold on, give me some time, give me some time. Uh, uh, I can't think of the other ones right now. I'm gonna have to go back through my phone. Kurt Franklin, okay, there we go. We rolling, we rolling. Um, I can't think of anybody else. But I'm gonna tell you somebody who declined me, who I was kind of, and I understood. I understood it, and I still love this guy to this day. You wanna know who else declined me? Sure. Bootsy. But check this out, though. He was cool, too, man. You know, I walked up to him. I said, what's up, man? And I can tell he wasn't, something was off about him. You know, he wasn't feeling too good. He shook me up, man. And, you know, um, I'm like, everything good? He said, yeah, bro. You know, I can tell, you know, you can tell somebody's energy when they're real cool people. And I was like, you mind if I take a picture? He said, man, not not today, bro. You know, I you know, I ain't feeling too good and everything. And I was like, man, you know, his security said, man, not today. And I was like, cool, cool, no problem. But he was so cool, though. But I felt his vibe. I felt his energy. I knew he was a solid dude. Do you want to share any other names on the decline list? Um, I ain't going to say nobody else because, I, I, you know, they, they want too pleasant. I'm going to just stick to those two there. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, out of the ones who actually would take a photo with you, who was the easiest one to ask or the coolest about it, or it was just a breeze to take that photo with? You know what? Pastor Troy. I forgot about Pastor, Pastor Troy. He was the most down-to-earth dude, man. You know, Pastor Troy was cool, real cool. Pastor Troy, you know, he from he from Georgia, so it was like I was talking to a regular, uh, a, a relative with him, so... You know, Pastor Troy was pretty solid, man. Did he have that belt on with him at the he time? He had the belt. He had the belt at the time, I think. Let me see. Um, one time, because I seen him a couple times, but um But at the airport, did he have the yes, belt? Yes, yes. That one time I think I um I seen him. I think he had that belt. But not every time he would have it out. But yeah, yeah, Pastor Troy was the was the was the, was the, was one of the most easiest, coolest guys to talk to. Now Aside from the photo, would you ever let any of these celebrities know that you did music as well, or you just kept it to the photo? I just kept it to the photos because, you know, they get that all the time. If anything, what I did, I had a business card, and I'd just give them a business card. I'd be like, hey, check me out. But that's pretty much it, man. You know, they get that every day, all day. So, you know, hey, man, you know, it's, you just give them a business card. If they check you out, they check you out. If they don't, they don't. Did anyone ever end up following through with that business card? No. <laughs> now, you mentioned you are a book reader. Yes, sir. What's a book that changed your life? Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And what leads you to that answer there? What led me to that book? No, what leads you to that answer as the book that changed your life? Out of all the books you read. That book in particular there? Yes. Um, it just really broke stuff down the way it needed to be broken down. And it's a, it's a black version of that book. Uh, I think um, young African-Americans need to, uh, you know, read as well. It's one by Dennis Kimbrough. Um, I think he was a professor at uh, Clark Atlanta. And uh, Napoleon Hill, and um, it was another author. They was about to start one for the um, the black people at that time, because of course the black people at that time they were um, things weren't fair for them. 
So, you know, he kind of, you know, rewrote it and rewrote it towards, you know, the successful black people of that time. And that just opened my eyes to a whole lot of things. But the foundation was uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I think every entrepreneur, every go-getter, anybody who has a vision for their life, uh, I think they need to read that book. And what, what, what led me to reading that book at this point in time, um, I had um, just had got into this uh, another business venture um, and a lot of the associates of that uh, business venture were saying, um, you know, you need to read this book, check this book out. And when I did, it just opened my eyes, man. So, you know, most definitely. I advise anybody, if you haven't read that book, read that book. Now, you mentioned the Lord here in this portion of questions. Oh, excuse me? You mentioned the Lord in this portion of questions. Okay, yes, sir. You said, Lord, forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you follow a religion by do any I, chance? Do I follow a religion? Um, I don't like to get too religious, man, but, you know, most definitely I would say this. I'm going to say this. I do believe in God. I do believe in God. I do believe there is a divine a, a, a divine spirit out there that is governing um, governing things that are happening. And, you know, just through my life, you know, I see that. So, you know, most definitely I believe in God, you know, um, I believe in divine, I believe in the most high and most definitely, man, I'm very, you know, as I get older, I start realizing, you know, I'm very connected to it, which we all, it's just about who's, um, you know, who's just, who's just going to have the open mind to really understand, you know, the, what's going on in front of you. Mm. Now, is that, hey, excuse me, is that how you were raised or was that your own choice? Well, you know, of course, I was raised just, um, I was just, uh, you know, raised, of course, you know, uh, uh, I was raised a Christian. And, you know, um, and, you know, I think with all religions, whether you're Christian, whether you're uh, Muslim, you know, whatever your religion is, you know, um, all of them are connected. All of them pretty much. I don't want to say say the same thing, but the the foundation of it is there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, most definitely, you know, I think you can learn something from all religions. But uh, of course, I was raised Christian, but I kind of, you know, I, 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 I try to observe other religions. It's, it's like, OK, why do they believe and why do they do their practices? And it's just interesting. It's just an interesting thing to learn because I love to learn. But, you know, for the most part, man, I believe in God, man. I believe in God. I believe we all connected to God and God is connected to all. So, you know, most definitely, man, you know, it's just, uh, hey, I don't want to say I don't want to get too much in the, the religion part, man. But I, I will say there is a divine spirit out there that's governing everything. And if you're able to answer these next set of questions, yes. then uh, do so. And if not understood yes sir. but uh when it comes to being raised under christianity was this on the mother's side of your family father's side of your family or both of course yeah, yeah of course my mother's side because um i grew up with my mother's side and you know that's mostly what i know so um but yeah of course man you know my um my mother's side always instilled, you know, uh, good faith and good spiritual practices in me. So, you know, and it and, and honestly, it does pay off, man. It does pay off. I see when life gets off balance, you know, whenever you're able to just pray and just stay connected, you know, it kind of gets you back on balance. And, you know, I think, um, you know, just when you pray, you open up, you you know, you, you, you open up things, you, you just open up. 
you know, when you pray, you just open up portals that allow that, that allow you to get blessed. And of course, you have to do action to get blessed because, you know, what they say, faith without work is dead. So, you know, when you uh, when you pray, you just got to have faith. And that's mainly what I was taught. You know, when you pray, have faith that things will work on now. And does it get any more specific under Christianity as to how you were raised, like a particular branch under Christianity? For uh, no, 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 no particular branch.